Welcome back to Spellbound. I'm Julian Smith. I'm Andrew Reader. Two weeks ago, we talked about uh, the end of your book, which is space. And then last week, we talked about war. And then this week, we're talking about space and war. Oh, <laughs> space war. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars, yeah. They announced this space force. It went from being like nothing that nobody knew anything about, apparently, to like trending on Twitter all week. So I just like, did you see this? I'm sure you did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because people were comparing the Starfleet Command logo to the Space Force logo, and they're eerily that, similar. Yeah. It is kind people of are saying that. Yeah, people are saying that basically Space Force copied the Starfleet Command logo. Starfleet Command, by the way, is, is Star Trek, and it's part of the Federation. It's kind of the Navy of the Federation, you might say. It's the military force. I guess it's also for science and things like that, but it's, it's kind of like the the Navy, the Space Navy of the Federation. Yeah, so the logos are almost identical. I, d- I definitely recommend listeners go and take a look at the logos and compare them, and they're very, very, very similar. It is crazy. It's actually, I, I said earlier, I can't remember the word we just used. We used something like funnier, you know, uh, strange. I think we said it was strange that these logos match, but it's actually not strange at all when you see them together because they're clearly the same logo. <laughs> It's like well, they are exactly- sort of. Now, here's the thing. So people sort of say that it's a copy or something like that. This is not true. At least not true recently because the logo goes back. I mean, it's 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 an evolution of a previous logo for Air Force Space Command, which dates back to 1982, which also has the same kind of delta. Now, it is true that that, that delta is very similar. The delta is like a triangle. Um, which is from Star Trek, but also from the the Space Force logo, from the Space Command logo. That goes back to, so, so it's it's just kind of a, a modification of this logo that's existed since 1982. But even before that, I think that the Delta goes back to the 1940s or something like that. So a long, long time, definitely before Star Trek. So you could almost argue to some extent that the Star Trek logo was inspired by this kind of aviation logo, which goes back to the 1940s. Now, the the real answer is probably just that Delta is kind of that triangle is sort of a universal symbol for jets or for kind of fast aircraft and stuff like that. So it's not such a surprise that they both use this fundamental triangular... Yeah, like, yeah, so, so many things, right? Right. It's basically just the universal symbol for jet or spaceship or something. It's kind of the spaceship logo. I mean, it's kind of shaped like a the old school rocket, right? So it's not really that surprising. And the pro- the answer is, I don't think that anyone copied anyone. It's kind of a coincidence. I would say it's basically convergent evolution, which is when you have two separate things that face the same pressures or face the same questions or challenges or, or whatever, the same situations ending up being the same, right? Because like, what themes are, are associated with space? You have this sort of delta symbol, which is the Starfleet mm-hmm. or, or also the Space Force. You have orbits, which is kind of the path going around it, the planet, mm-hmm. you have stars, you have Earth. These are all things that are on both logos. I think it's right. probably mostly a coincidence that they ended up the same. You think it's a coincidence? Well, I, thought I, yeah, I don't sure. know that it's I thought for sure you'd think I, it was like I, a no, total ripoff. I don't think it's... No, I don't think it's a total ripoff. I think this is what people are saying, but it's clearly not a total ripoff because this has been basically the Air Force Space Command logo for decades. 
So, so it's not. I, they have converged even more. So if you look at the newest Space Command or uh, the newest Space Force logo, rather, and compared to the Starfleet logo, they are very similar. But even that Starfleet logo, well, the, Ar- has the Air Force logo time. is like an eagle or something, right? No, so this is different. You're right. There is what's called the Iron Eagle or something, which is the old Air Force logo. And you're right. The Air Force uses an eagle, but this is a branch of the Air Force called Air Force Space Command, which now I guess no longer exists. But it was the see. see here's the thing about Space Force. It has always oh. existed since the start. You're, I see of, what you're referencing. I'm just looking at it. You're right. So this is Space Force as, as a separate branch of the military was just created now this year. But as an element within the military, it has always existed since rockets existed, basically, since the 1950s. So, so this right. is really not a new thing. It's just a reor- it's, it's actually a pretty minor reorganization. It's kind of like the Marine Corps. It's, it's actually very similar to the Marine Corps, which still is technically part of the Navy. It's under the Secretary of the Navy, but it's considered a separate branch. So it's the same, right. but also different at the same time. It's 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 under the Secretary of the Navy, but it's a separate branch other than that, basically. Okay, so which, I hear, which is the I hear same your argument. I hear yeah. your argument, and it's a good and it's a good argument. However, I still have one problem with it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It this this only moves the blame to Air Force Space Command and takes it off of the Space Force itself, because you're basically saying, right. well, we've been using it for a long time, but it still could have Air Force Space Command could have ripped it from Starfleet. Well, so the only thing about the Air Force Space Command logo that's similar to Starfleet is the Delta shape. And as I said, the Delta is a pretty standard thing. And in the U.S. military, the Delta shape actually, I think, goes back to the 1940s. So it predates Star Trek. So if anything, Star Trek ripped off, you you might be able to say that Star Trek sort of ripped off the... the, um, the original kind of delta shape from the Air Force. That's but more likely. I think that's even that's a little bit of a stretch because this is to be fair. The Star Trek Delta is is, is skewed to one side. It's different. Well, and that that could be an argument for like they covered it up. Well, yeah. I mean, I think they're just kind of bit so they wouldn't get in trouble. Themes, right? So it could be the very. I don't know. Or not, but it could be the case that the people who invented the Star Trek logo saw the Air Force one and said, hey, this is kind of like the future of the Air Force in space, so let's kind of make something similar to that, right? Which, Maybe. Is that ripping ripping off or not? I don't I don't know. Like I don't I think that well, I would say I, that I no one clear. ripped off anyone else. Yeah. I don't think this is like a, a matter of like copyright yeah. infringement or like, or right, like right, uh, right. Yeah. Or, or like a trademark yeah. infringement case. You know, it's right. like it's just it's just did one inspire the other? And did yeah. the chicken or the egg come first? And it's just interesting. Right. It's, yeah. So the answer is it's it's a lot more nuanced than people are saying. It's well, the chicken course, and always, egg yeah. have been the chicken and egg have been evolving in parallel for tens of years, for for decades, just like chickens and <laughs> eggs historically evolved for millions of years. And this is a matter, I think, mostly of convergent evolution, where you know they want this cool logo for a branch of a pseudo military in the case of Star Trek, or a real military in the case of Space Force. So you're going to use space themes. You're going to use sort of the most powerful space imagery you can think of. That includes stars and planets and this delta shape, right? So uh, stars and Earth and this delta and an orbit maybe, which is kind of like a swoosh, which NASA also uses actually a swoosh. It goes a different way. So it's mm-hmm. kind of almost just um, a coincidence that they're just taking the kind of most thought of imagery. You know, they're taking sure. like how would you design a space logo then, Space Force logo? Little green aliens. 
<laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think to your point, like, and we should probably move on from this at some point, but yeah. because I feel like it, by the time we release this, this, this whole controversy will probably will have blown over and people might have already come to their own conclusions about it. But it is still interesting, you know, like, I think it's, I'm glad we're talking about it. But the, uh, just because, even if Star Trek did rip it off, it doesn't make it like a bad thing or something. To your point, it could right. just be like them paying like respect to like, yeah. like, you know, honoring it. You know, like they say like uh, oh, totally. imitation is the, or no, uh, uh, not imitation. Is yeah, the, imitation the is the form of flattery. It is that. Is yeah. it imitation or is it pat? I thought it was, yeah, maybe, maybe I am quoting no, it. No, it is imitation. Anyways, yeah, that's yeah. the idea. You know, so I think it could just, it could just be that. Uh, I don't think I don't think anybody's saying like somebody should get sued over this. I don't think it's like no. a serious thing. I think, well, I think people so, are just people, like, like, hey, look at this, you know. Well, some you know some of the media stories about it have been basically, oh my gosh, the space force has totally copyright infringed Star Trek and stuff like this. They have been very um, ag aggressive, but I think that's just because that's how the media headlines work. You want something that sounds aggressive so people read it. But right. the reality yeah. is probably each logo has sort of inspired the other over time. And it's just a natural evolution. I mean, there's the swoosh of a star in orbit or like some spacecraft in orbit. And then there's like, you know, there's there's more stars in, in the Space Force logo, uh, but there's more big stars in the Starfleet command. So you could say it's kind of, you know, fairly similar proportion of stars to blank space and then they're they both have circles within circles here and it's mm -hmm. just it's crazy yeah. let's just admit it <laughs> in a couple hundred years space force is becoming starfleet command or i probably a hundred years and the logos they'll just you know take the starfleet logo i mean it's easy right yeah. it's kind of, they're just going in that direction will... i think is what's happening <laughs> or people we're just think founding that's starfleet yeah. yeah i mean i'm people... I'm, I'm cool with that <laughs> star trek will become the that's... new like the yeah, new bible that's great <laughs> I'm finally, I've been waiting all my life for this. <laughs> Music to Andrew's ears. <laughs> this is a perfect transition into the next, the next question that I think uh, will be interesting to kind of tear apart a little bit, which is, okay, so why do we even need a space force? And I think you'll have an interesting take on this because, you know, this is, you can speak to this directly in some senses, but also because, you know, nobody, I didn't know that this was like on the, it just is this just Trump trying to like pull some have this has this been in the works or is this like Trump just doing like a publicity stunt or is it is it actually are there other countries that are going to be doing this are we the only ones and and then that just has a whole other bunch of questions attached to it yeah I don't I'm not aware that any other countries have a dedicated space force but here's here's the parallel so in World War II obviously there were lots of airplanes doing lots of things and there, there was, as, I, as we said, I think last week, maybe the United States produced 350,000 airplanes or something like that during World War II. Lots of airplanes. So people assume there was an Air Force. There was no Air Force during World War mm. II. There was no American Air Force. It was founded mm. in 1947, I believe. So uh, what, you know, how, how were the planes flying if there was no Air Force? <laughs> well, the planes were operated by... United States Army Air Force. So there was an Air Force sub um, uh, under the Army. And there was the United States Navy Air Force. And also airplanes were operated by the Marine Corps. So all the branches of the military had their own separate Air Forces, which was not the Air Force. And in fact, even today, the second largest Air Force in the world after the United States Air Force is the U.S. Navy. 
because they still mm. operate all the planes on aircraft carriers and maritime patrol craft and stuff like that. So, so the Navy still has an indep- independent Air Force, and the Army still has an independent Air Force. So it's a question of organization. But what they realized during World War II was that, and we talked a lot about strategic bombing, actually, last last. Uh, episode about war, but basically, mm-hmm. what happened? What they realized is the air, the air forces, the the planes that were flying had an independent mission. Some of them had an independent mission from what the navy's mission was, or from what the army's mission was. Right. So, for example. Uh, the army used planes to support ground troops. So they would bomb enemy troops and they would fly cover over their own troops and they would uh, scout and, and they would skip for the Navy. This is where the Navy Air Forces, they would skip for the Navy and they would bomb ships and stuff like that. But then there was a separate st- strategic element where the Air Force would just conduct its own operations. So you would send out planes and do things, mostly bomb things, without having any interest in, in without any coordination with the ground, with, with ground forces, with the army, or without any coordination with the Navy. It had an independent mission. And an independent mission, when you have an independent mission, it kind of hints that maybe you should have an independent force, because then you have people thinking about things related only to the Air Force's mission, which is different from the Navy's mission, different from the Army's mission, right? And so the same thing is true here with with Space Force, that at this point, technology has progressed, there's a lot of space activities, so the idea is, well, maybe have a separate branch that, you know, has in mind what the goals and priorities are of just space rather than the Navy and the Army. And still, today... The Navy and the Army and the Air Force will build satellites and, and send them up in orbit. So they'll still do space things, but mm-hmm. the Space Force is kind of doing all the independent, not uh, all the independent things that are not related to what the other branches are trying to do. So they're trying to basically just get a head start in this, what they're assuming will be a, a space. A, a fight for like space real estate or something. They're trying to get up there first. Well, kind of, but no, I think it's already, it's, it's really just a recognition of what already exists because there's been this thing called Air Force Space Command. And so in a sense, Space Force is not really that different because Space Force is still under the Secretary of the Air Force, even now, like the new Space Force, just like the Marines are under the Secretary of the Navy. So, yeah, so, so it's not necessarily that different. It's just a recognition of what has been true for a long, long time. So what happened with rockets originally was that the Army had rockets because rockets are basically artillery. And the Navy had rockets because the Navy also has lots of artillery. And the Air Force had rockets because they're space, right? So the Navy should, or so, so the Air Force should, like it's like flying, but just flying higher into the sky, right? So all three branches mm-hmm. in the military, the Navy, the Army, and the Air Force, had an argument for why they should control the rockets. Um, and they did. And so what happened was, in the 1950s, all three branches were independently developing their own rockets. And then mm-hmm. basically they said, this is stupid. Um, and McNamara, the defense secretary under Kennedy at the time, um, separated out uh, Space Command, so into a separate group. So this was the first time it was kind of uh, separated out, and they decided to give the responsibility for developing rockets and launch to the Air Force. So the the Army and the Navy no longer built rockets, but they did, or, or managed rockets, but they would still interact with satellites and stuff like that. So they basically said, okay... Basically, all three branches are trying to do the same thing. That's a bit stupid. So let's consolidate all the space 
rocket launches and stuff under the Air Force. Because just almost sort of arbitrary, but I guess it's kind of the argument of, well, space is kind of like air. air, Right, it's in the air, (laughs) right. So that's basically why the Air Force got all the space stuff. And the Air Force has had all the space stuff since 1961. So it's, it's... Space Force has basically existed in some form since 1961. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense that, I mean, we're laughing at the fact that they really only gave it to the Air Force because it involved going through the air, but it's a good argument. I mean, it's the same argument every other branch of military uses for the Navy and the Army. And, well, you know, yeah, like, yeah. A- like, why does Navy get the boats? I mean... <laughs> it, totally, yeah. Because <laughs> they float on the ocean, uh, right? I mean... <laughs> Yeah, sort of, yeah. sort of, right? Yeah. So uh, it's a good true, argument. True. Yeah. It is just, it's, it's just crazy argument. that yeah. like, that, uh, I mean, like why now? It's just, I guess I probably asked that question about everything that I read in the media because it's just, especially with so much going on politically, it's like, I, there's probably tons of people trying to just like distract from the conversation that's happening with other right. things. And it's like, is this Trump just doing that to try to take focus off of, you know, is this just, is it something like that? Or is it more, is it actually like, is there a reason it's now? Is it, and if if it's there is a reason that it's now now is important. Is it because um, uh, because we foresee some kind of space war, or is it just so that we can have better defense? Like, can we, is there like a, mili- a current military advantage to being in space? This is a lot of questions. Oh, so so there is an enormous uh, advantage. It, it, being in space is absolutely essential to national security for so many reasons: monitoring Earth and all, all. There's all kinds of reasons why it's super important to be in space for civilians, but also the military as well. And mostly, it has to do with observation, uh, like finding out what's going on, and, and communication. So communicating around the world and stuff like that, right? So, so those are huge, huge things in any military thing. You want to know what's going on, and you want to be able to tell people what to do, right? So mm-hmm. uh, enormously, space is enormously important to the military. And right. for example, China launched um, a missile that destroyed a satellite about maybe 10 years ago. Um, so, you know, if there was like a, gl- a global war with China or Russia or whatever, satellites would definitely be kind of big targets, right? So so the, it, it's absolutely huge. Um, and so your question, what's going on right now? I mean, yeah, it's sort of, there's been an evolution and it's sort of just space is becoming more and more important every year. And it's just going in that direction. So the question is, when do you suddenly decide to create a new branch? Yeah, it's a little bit Trump just thought it was a good idea, but people have been advocating this for a long time. It's not like... You know, I mean, this is kind of like in the 1920s, after World War One. Billy Mitchell did all these. He's Billy Mitchell was this famous general in America, and he was considered a bit of a kook because he thought that airplanes were the future, right? And so all these old kind of army <laughs> generals thought airplanes are stupid, uh, and they're never going to be. You know, they're never going to have a huge impact in war. They're kind of good for looking around and seeing things, but that's about it, right? They're good artillery spotters or something. But Billy Mitchell, what he did was he took some old German battleships that they captured in World War One, and he had airplanes try to drop bombs on ships, and he proved that you could basically use airplanes to sink ships, which people thought was crazy. You can't use airplanes to sink ships. That's never going to work, right? So, right. Uh, so, so he kind of proved that aviation was a real thing, right? And it's kind of like that. It's it's kind of just a recognition that now, you know, space is becoming more and more important all the time. But when do you suddenly decide to make it a new branch? I think it does have to do with Trump and Pence, actually. Mike Pence, the vice president, is super interested in space as well. They've kind of adopted this as 
uh, thing that they want to do. So executive leadership or is a thing that's kind of getting it through. But it's not, it's not like they invented the idea. They just kind of heard this idea that people have had for a long time and said, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Like, let's, let's try to make this happen. So, you know, hmm. I, I sometimes complain often maybe about Trump and, and things like that. But actually, I kind of think this is a good idea. I, so I think two things. A, it's probably a good idea. B, it doesn't really matter because it's kind of not changing things that already exist. It's just a slight reorganization. People think this is a whole new thing, but I think it's a very, it's kind of like a slight reorganization, I think. Yeah, because these things, these services have already existed. It's just, they might, they're probably going to get more funding now, it sounds like. They're going to start putting stuff up there, defense, I I would assume. I think we already already have some defense. They've put stuff up there since the 1960s. So so basically, nothing has changed, really. It's just a kind of an evolution rather than a revolution. It's just a slow change, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I feel the same way that you do is in that, like, I have a lot of opinions about Trump that are uh, complicated, but also that this idea is a good one. I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying, like, it is interesting that it's happening now in the middle of all this stuff that Trump's going through. Because like you said, this isn't a new idea. So why now? Why? Is it just a media stunt? I mean, I, do, I sort of think it's a media stunt. Like what I think is basically Trump wants to be popular with the military and this is a popular yeah. move with the military. So he's given them what they want, which mm-hmm. is a political move. But is that bad? I don't know. Like, you know, to some extent, Bernie Sanders wants to give people health care because it's what they want. Is that a bad move? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's somewhat political too, right? I mean, yes, right. he genuinely cares about the people. And stuff, I'm not but saying, think, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not saying that that it's a that it's a, the point isn't so much that it's a political move. It's that maybe he wants to try, try to take the focus off of all this impeachment talk that's been going on for months now. You know, it's like, well, a little bit, but they've been talking about this for years. Since, since basically his term started. And and I think elements of the military have been talking about this for probably decades. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, a little bit. There's probably a timing issue. But again, that's just a political thing. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, will this, since it's only pretty much in an, uh, an organizational change, are there going to be like, uh, are we going to put weapons up there? Like so that. there is a treaty. There's an international treaty that prevents you from putting weapons up in space. Actually, certainly nuclear weapons. I actually don't know if you can put up just sort of a, a gun or something. Interestingly, there was a Soviet space station called Almaz, which actually did have a, a gun on it. <laughs> I don't know if it would ever be useful. Um, I think they might have test fired it once or twice, but it seems kind of silly. But so many things about space... Now we just think of it, take it for granted that you would just kind of take photos of things and then send down the signal and, and uh, you know, interpret what the photos were or whatever, just from a radio, like radio waves. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, back in the time in the 1950s, spy satellites and space stations would literally take photographs with a camera. They'd have an astronaut on a space station take photographs of the ground, then kind of develop the film and then put in a little capsule and then send the capsule back down to Earth, and people would pick it up in the middle of the desert or whatever, and see. Oh, here's the photos. Of oh my the gosh! Nuclear sites or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, That's crazy. Uh, it's a matter of what the technology allows, I think. Yeah. What is uh, this? Is kind of a slight departure from Space Force, but uh, you were talking about the wireless signals that they use to transmit data back and forth, and I, I just I was blown away. I'm blown away every time I see 
Like, what was that? When was that last uh, that last trip to Mars that SpaceX did? Was that like last? Was that May of of last year? Or was that June? The one that they like they broadcast the whole event live. You know, like you you're could talking watch. about launching the car. You're launching huh? the car. You're talking about that, the Tesla Roadster, the car that was up. Is that what you're talking about? The Falcon Heavy demo. I may I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, 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 um, no, was, no! It was a real, it was a real, uh, a real trip to Mars. They like sent something up to. Uh, didn't you guys? Send, didn't they send something to Mars or? No, no. no this was, uh, this was a satellite launch, I think. Okay. I mean, satellite. we Anyways. have those pretty much more than once a month, and we always broadcast them live. We actually won an Emmy for the coverage of the crew crew launch. Yeah, so, so they, I'm, they, I'm they should to, have. So, so, have, so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to understand what you're talking about exactly, but um, yeah, we always broadcast. I'm just saying, like, I've always wondered how those wireless signals work in space. Like, oh, well, I was, I'm blown away every time I watch it I mean, that it works for so so far. You know, you can watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's radio. It's radio waves. So the answer, it's a technology that's existed for over 100 years. For a long but time. Basically, yeah. It's, it's honestly, you're kind of right. Radio does seem like magic. Effectively, radio waves are crazy. Is yeah, what I'm saying. because they're invisible, right? It's it's. You, you, you can't tell they're there. But the, the electromagnetic mm-hmm. spectrum, really, it's kind of the same thing as visible light or sound. It's just that right. we don't have any equipment to interpret what it's, what it's doing, right? Like light, if you think right. about it that way, light is just as mysterious. What is this light of which you speak? Like, how does this come yeah. to us? It's just like rays through space? What? Yeah. From the sun? Like that well, radio waves specifically are crazy because it's like a, you can transmit data through it. It's got it's like a it's you a conductor of some kind. You can, no, no, you can, no, 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 no. So all it does, all you need is a pattern. So you decipher the pattern. So you can transmit data with a laser, and, which is light. That's true. And all you do is yeah. you flash it. And the speed That's at which true. you flash it, like the number of flashes per second, basically it's, it's ones and zeros, right? That's what binary is. So, so it's like with a laser transmission, it's flash is a one and non-flash is a zero, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So you go flash, 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 non-flash, non-flash, flash, 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 non-flash, yeah, yeah. non-flash, flash, non-flash, that kind of thing. And that tells you what a signal is, right? And it's kind of like Morse mm-hmm. code, but of course there's different kind of code you would would use, but it's the same kind of idea. Um, so, so radio waves is exactly the same thing. It's just a wave and based on the frequency modulation, FM, or, or amplitude modulation, you can encode data just by changing the pattern. So, so with a radio, you usually have what's called a carrier wave. So there's kind of like one central frequency. But then around that central frequency, they vary, they vary the uh, frequency, right? So, so they change, makes like perturbations in it. And then like based on Like a frequency oscillator or something? Yeah, yeah, and then it's ones or zeros. You just receive it as uh-huh. ones or zeros, and that spells a message. It's putting together, and it's just really fast, right? Yeah, it's so fast you couldn't see it. It's it's like the carrier waves are uh, megahertz, millions of times per second. So mm-hmm. so super fast, right? And that's why you can translate a lot of data, or sometimes gigahertz, billions of times per second. It's super. I mean, this it totally seems like magic. But all it is really is equipment that the human body does not have to access part of the magnetic spectrum that we can't see, that we don't know is there. But it is there, and it's not really fundamentally different from light or sound, right? But it, hmm. so so and we have these. But it's totally funky because what happens is to send a signal, you have a radio on the spaceship, let's say, and the radio is basically um, a transmitter which creates the signal, so it sends electrical pulses. 
as you say, electrical pulses uh, at a certain, uh, it just oscillates these electrical mm-hmm. pulses. And then what it does is this antenna, it basically wobbles the electrical signal on the antenna, which induces a wave. So it's kind of, you, you have this electric field going back and forth and the electric field creates um, a magnetic field wave, or oh, sorry, electric field wave, electric field wave, which is like a radio wave. So it propagates through space. And then uh, at the receiver, you have the opposite. The radio wave causes the uh, antenna to, to oscillate, the electrical signal on the antenna to oscillate. And then that gets read by a receiver. So it's kind of you're creating this pattern, converting into a wave, then sending the wave, and then uh, that wave creates this pattern at the receiving end, and then you decode what the pattern is. That's kind of how mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. Yeah. But it, actually, it kind of totally sounds a lot like how space works. It's like you're peeking out, so you're like opening up this wall and like, you know, putting stuff inside of it, you know? Yeah, totally with you. It totally seems like magic and kind of is, but it's magic that we, you know, know how it works at one level, but at the other level, it's kind of like, well, oh, that's weird that that happens. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. watching the prestige. <laughs> Yeah, well, no. I, I love mean, that movie. It's repeatable, explainable. You can conduct experiments. So it's literally part part of fundamental science, but it's a weird part that is not intrinsic to the human understanding. It's not intrinsic to our everyday experience because it's kind of fast and small and vis- invisible. So it's not something... Yeah. That, you know, yeah. yeah. It, it's basically Super like a weird. superpower that is scientifically valid because it's repeatable and, and actually happens. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. I promise. I wonder, I mean, Russia, Russia and China, I kind of thought that they already had um, stuff in space, kind of like to the extent that America does. Is that wrong? Do they not have? No, they do. Many countries do. Uh, No, they definitely have stuff in space. Um, And and I believe that they're sort of military assets are organized under military as well. I'm not sure what the exact organization is, but yeah, no, no, of course. So this is what, this is my point is that this isn't different. It's not something new. It's just a reorganization. Right. right? It's of, of what's already yeah. existed for many years. Well, earlier you said something about uh, the, the, you can't put a gun up in space or they're talking or debating it. There's certain things that you can't put up there. And you said that somebody, that I th- someone did put a gun on a, yeah, on a base station or something. And, space station. Yeah. and then you said, I don't know why anybody would want to do that. And I'm wondering why you said that. I mean, it seems pretty obvious. Well, why I don't you'd know want if have it's guns effective. In space. I, I don't know if this, this gun was obviously specially designed to actually be able to fire in space because there's various reasons why guns may not, but actually they should probably be able to fire in a vacuum. It's unclear whether they would have the oxygen. Yeah. They probably can't actually a regular gun probably couldn't fire in space. Um, but really? anyways, it's specially designed. It would just go like, <laughs> And like dissipate. Well, it wouldn't. It wouldn't explode. <laughs> is what would happen because you need oxygen oh. for the reaction. Oh, wow! It's a chemical reaction. It's basically a combustion chemical reaction. And without the oxygen to burn, wow. you wouldn't to oxidize the, the burning. You would not uh, be able to fire. You need some other mechanism for that. I is think. I think that the gun uses oxygen to burn, but the gunpowder because it's probably a reaction with oxygen. So I would think that that, that would be the case. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. But the other thing is, things are very far apart in space. Bullets seem like... So, think, first of all, things go 10 times faster than bullets. So, firing a bullet in space 
only gets you a certain speed boost over how fast you're already going. Um, I mean, I guess if you had like, if the space station happened to come close to its target, a gun would probably work. It'd also be super hazardous for everything else because the bullets are going to stay up in space forever, right? And be That's crazy, true. powerful orbital debris. So it's a terrible idea. Uh, That's a good point. Space. Yeah, terrible, terrible idea. But anyway. This is why yeah. lasers will uh, la- lasers will eventually become, they'll replace all of our weapons with lasers, just like in Star Wars. They're going yeah. to get laser well, guns and stuff. Well, the other thing about space combat if, actually there's a pretty good video about how space combat would be by kyle uh, hill kyle hill but anyway um it's kind of um it's all about really detection because combat in space would be super deadly i always find it funny in star wars or star trek where you have <laughs> these little spaceships piloted by people that have lasers that kind of do a little bit of damage but the ship's totally fine and you know it's yeah like the Millennium like the Falcon, Millennium Falcon is like these, indestructible. These, oh, it's got get hit by like a hundred <laughs> laser blasts and uh, or deflector shields are weakening a little bit. But I mean, yeah. this why are the weapons so ineffective? I mean, really in space because things would be exposed to vacuums and uh, things. Space combat would be super super deadly, and it'd all be about who gets to fire first and who, and it'd all be about range and detection, right? So you would send like you would have missiles that would. F- fly through space and you would have probably some direct fire maybe lasers maybe but rail guns are probably a big one which is like a projectile it's like a gun but it's fired by electromagnetic so it travels really 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 fast like 10 times faster than a bullet so it actually fired those are the kinds of things you might think about but it's all about distance and uh, like range to targets and detection so you try to not get detected but once you're detected it's kind of all over Mm -hmm. it's kind of like submarine combat yeah, actually, it's, it's, oh, it's a see. lot like submarine that's combat. That's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah, that's super interesting. It's super scary. I mean, it's not, it doesn't seem that outlandish to think that we might in the future have something like a deflection shield because like you just said, that, that it's a bad idea to fire a bullet into space because you could put it into orbit for eternity, you know. Uh, but then also, like, uh, if we do switch to lasers and things like that, if we, can, if we ever are able to figure out how that technology works, or maybe we already do... Uh, you know, that would make way more sense because the laser could expire. You know, that's like something that could, you could program it or something to expire. So it's not just floating around in space, you know? So maybe people will eventually, maybe the whole idea of a deflection shield is like a brilliant foresight by whoever came up with that, you know? Well, the problem is we don't know how a deflector shield would work. I think according to the laws of physics, really, there's not really a good way a deflector shield could work. Uh, maybe hmm. it could work as a plasma or something like that, that you would kind of cast this plasma around your ship, but it's pretty far-fetched. The whole idea of a deflector shield is far-fetched. Now, hmm. when you say the laser beam would expire, a laser beam is a beam, meaning it it is just fired out. So the way you see lasers in Star Trek is unreal, or in, sorry, in Star Wars is unrealistic, where like the stormtroopers fire these bolts. Those are not laser beams. Those are bolts of energy or, or, or something because a laser beam is a stream. And as soon as you stop emitting the light, mm-hmm. no laser. So I right. mean, the laser beam can't stay in space forever because literally once you turn, on, turn it off, the laser stops. It's well, that's what I'm saying is... That's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, so I might not have used the right words, but essentially what I'm saying is just that, that unlike a bullet that will just continue to float around forever, like mm. you said, oh, yeah. a laser would expire, you know? Well, you don't even have to set it to expire. As soon as you stop firing the laser, there's no beam. 
it's just gone right, immediately. Yeah. Maybe yeah. expire is not the right word, but yeah, exactly. It's uh, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's not nearly it, so. So we probably. My point is, we probably will end up figuring out how to turn that into some kind of gun, you know, that we can use in space well, safely. Well, sa- safely. <laughs> a weapon that you can use safely seems like. It's a funny word, but you know, yeah, to, contradiction. It's better than having bullets flo- floating around, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Forever. yeah. So one thing is, do people, if you're trying to shoot something, do you care if you're causing a lot of collateral damage? Mm, I mean, maybe, but I mean, if you have, if you're more worried about the collateral damage, but if the collateral damage does more to the enemy than it does to you, maybe that's a bonus, right? So, so I'm just for imagining example, a future. A rogue country sorry, could ahead. theoretically fill space with lots of debris on purpose just to mess everyone else up because they don't have assets in space or something like that, right? So that's a real that's a possible danger is they would intentionally create a lot of debris. If, if the yeah, other guy has more to lose by the debris, maybe you want to create debris. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting point. Uh, but still, like, if it's a defense, it's, you know, it's a branch of military for crying out loud. So it's, you know, people are, are gonna, I guess, like you're saying, like, it could be a, people could, you know, just count it as a net victory, even if they lose some stuff, if it like, you know, say like Russia did this or something like, you know, they don't have as much stuff up there. So it'd be way less of a risk for them to do it. Yeah. It would really exactly. mess That's us up. But then it's also kind of, it's also kind of a stupid long-term plan because if they ever wanted to put stuff up there, they really just couldn't. You'd just be making it totally off limits for everybody all the time. <laughs> Unless you find some way to stop those that stuff yeah, people, as we discussed last week, people do not always think rationally, and no, mostly people will think in very short-term thinking, so that it doesn't really, you know, thinking about that. Oh well, down the road, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, and, you know. well, this is an so, argument so, against dictators yeah. and monarchs and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. dictator. They only kind of think about the span of their life, right? Mattering. What, right. What, does, what difference does the future make? Right. Um, well, there's some, I mean, uh, and, and obviously there's maybe kids and legacy and things like that too, but yeah, yeah. I just want to, I just want a, uh, a ray gun like a stormtrooper has. That's all I want. So I want you yeah. to tell me I can have one. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. People are, I, I don't know to what extent this is just a funny idea for people, but people like, they think it's Star Trek or Star Wars or something like that. But Space Force is kind of just... Mostly yeah, it's just, just another boring satellites. branch of military. It's just doing what, it's just doing what uh, people have always done. I mean, it's yeah. doing it better, maybe under better organization or uh, well, sounds more like they got some money too. Like that. Yeah, uh, maybe it's. I mean, I don't know about that. It's not clear. So it's not definitely connected to getting more money, but uh, it could be that there is overall money, more money. Uh, I'm not sure. But yeah, so so some funny projects actually originally. In the 1950s, I think it was, the Air Force, when this was still a time when all three branches of the military had separate space forces, but the Air Force was developing this program called Dinosaur, which Mm -hmm. is kind of funny because it sounds like obsolete dinosaur, but it's um, Dynamic Soarer. It kind of was short for dinosaur. And if you've never watched this, you should definitely 
I recommend that listeners Google this a video about dinosaur because it's kind of cool. And what it was was basically this ship, this little spaceship, kind of looks like a miniature space shuttle that was launched on this rocket, and it would contain space marines or whatever. And they would fly up, they would get launched on this rocket, and the idea was they'd be able to land these marines anywhere in the world in an hour. Right, so they huh. could, if there was, they needed some commandos, you know, in the other side of the world, in Yemen or I'm wherever, at it. they would launch on this rocket, and the space marines would get in, and they would soar down and land, kind of, and they would just get out, and yeah, I mean, it's like special forces deployment around the it's world. Cool. It's kind of, it's kind of funny, right? All the so the funny yeah. thing is, space force today and the air force today is kind of much less futuristic than we thought the military space stuff would be in the 1950s. Back in the 1950s, we thought it would all be Buck Rogers and we thought it would be like Star Wars and it would have kind of these space marines go, traveling around to different parts of Earth and they, we thought we'd have like, space battle stations manned by giant crews. But every, because electronics, because computers have had such this revolution since the 1950s, communications, everything to do with the electronics revolution means that you don't need people in space anymore. There's basically no point of putting military space forces, military people into space, right? What's the point of having space marines on a space station? So there really is no point anymore. But back in the 1950s, we thought there would be. So, so the funny thing is uh, modern space is less like the kind of Buck Rogers space marines than it used to be. It actually used to be much more like that. So we've kind of regressed in that. So, so while we've become more futuristic, while the space space military has become more real, uh, more futuristic, it seems like from what our perceptions of the future would be like, it's become less futuristic. Right. Meanwhile, we're oblivious to how uh, much the communications revolution has affected us. I think a lot of people don't think about how much, you know, like you look at Star Trek, for example, take that, like, yes, yeah, maybe they were a little ambitious with the time, the, they were a little ambitious with the timelines, like, you know, Star Trek, like maybe we, maybe they thought we'd get there a little sooner, but at the same time, like you don't see anything like social media in those shows, you know, like yeah, nobody yeah. anticipated it. Social media just came out of the internet, came out of nowhere and surprised everybody. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like, yeah. I think, I think while we have been disappointed that like, futuristic movies got us a little too excited a little too soon. Uh, We also, I think, have just been equally blinded by just what, you know, the internet's done to us, which is crazy, I think. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, those are, I would say, less technologically advanced, though. I mean, the internet is just a bunch of wires, right? (laughs) A bunch of tubes. It's a series of tubes. Right. I think it was a senator or something said, no. But (laughs) connectivity, it's a huge thing, and it has a huge impact on our lives, no doubt. But it's not the same as traveling to another star faster than the speed of light. So, So there's certain things in Star Trek that we've surpassed, there's certain things that we think we will eventually get to, and then there's other things like transporters and warp drive that maybe mm-hmm. we'll never get to. It's it's unclear. So it's yeah, but but all the things that we've gotten to, I would say, are kind of lower tech. The lower tech stuff, hyposprays, medical imaging—they're all to do with electronics. So there's been a huge electronics revolution, no doubt, and miniaturization. But yeah, in terms of kind of big game-changing uh, transportation technologies, less so. Right. 
it does sound like I'm reading about the Space Force here. It does sound like they uh, are expanding to some extent. I can't find any numbers on it, but it is interesting. I mean, it sounds like they're what, what's, you know, I guess the headline of the story is that they're going from being a department of one branch of military into yep. being their own branch of military, you know? So Correct. it's, it's a yeah. pretty, it's a pretty significant upgrade. It seems like, you know, and, and, uh, apparently there's this, there's this, uh, uh, the question of like how many, they, they've definitely alluded that they're going to be hiring more civilians. So I think it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but if they're get it's a big upgrade. They're probably going to be hiring some people. Don't you think? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, quite possibly. I haven't seen the details, but yeah, it's, it's quite possible that they would. I don't know yeah. if that's necessarily a good thing. It depends on your views on spending in the military and that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, I think it's good. The idea of space having its own military branch makes sense, I think, at this point. So I think that's a good idea. But as far as the expansion goes, I think it depends on your views. And I'm not really right. sure. Yeah. I mean, is this just, is this anything more than... Uh, why, why are we to think that this is anything more than just America flexing its muscles? It's like a geopolitical stunt or something like them just, it's just, you know. Well, it is. I mean, anything military is basically America flexing its muscles. Uh, is that mm -hmm. a bad thing? It depends how you view about how you view, you know, America flexing its muscles. Yeah, yeah I'm not asking because it's a bad thing. And I think all these questions are kind of, they kind of get at uh, ideas involving why we need to spend more money on this thing. Um, mm -hmm, and if it mm -hmm. needs to be now, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. especially because we're just, I don't know. Uh, so that's a whole other episode. I would say that in terms of national security, space is something that is, is often overlooked by, you know, the, most of the population, but even in the military, it's something that is very important. It's kind of, you know, the future it's the future of, of potential conflicts or, or preventing conflicts. I actually think it, it is it's quite important to make sure that you have uh, the latest technologies, that you have kind of a technological edge, that you're well prepared in this way, more than, let's say, having a big army. Like, what's the point of America having a big army? I don't really think there is a point, right? Unless you're going to deploy troops overseas and stuff. But no well, I think it's going to have defense. Yeah, but what's the, I mean, America is so, if it, it's not really defense, right? America is defended by two oceans. It's not really defended by an army. It's defended by the fact that there's two gigantic oceans that no one could possibly cross to invade. I mean, who, who are you going to invade? <laughs> Logistically, well, they just would not be able to. It makes basically no sense. I mean, back well, in, that, de that defense World exists II, on both sides. Maybe we're a little more better position to make that, you know, because we can spend the money to do it easier. But, you know, uh, that that goes both ways. I, th I think that there's, you know, people don't attack us because we spend more money on the military than them. <laughs> we spend more money uh, in the military. It's a little bit that, but people don't attack France and France. Does, I mean, spent, France actually does spend substantial amounts on the military, but uh, people don't attack Sweden or Switzerland and they don't spend anything on the military, basically. Well, there's Sweden and Switzerland. Something. Nobody wants so to. What is your point? It's I like mean, the perfect... It's I mean, it's like, you know, when you, you say somebody's Switzerland people in don't an attack, argument, it's because people don't that attack very Canada. thing. I mean, and Canada doesn't spend very much on the military. I think that's well, just not really true. Canada doesn't it's, take enough credit to your point. There's some kernel of truth in it, but it's, and I'm not saying it's, 
it, uh, I'm not saying it would be a good idea to have no military whatsoever, but it definitely is not solely for defense. Yeah. It's yeah. way larger than you would need for, for defense. I mean, in before World War II, at the start of World War II, the United States had a smaller army than the Netherlands or than Portugal. I mean, you know, these tiny countries, basically the, the size of New Jersey or actually the Netherlands, half the size of Maine. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the the United States is fundamentally defended by two oceans. Yeah. And the fact that the land uh, neighbors, Mexico and Canada, have no interest in invading or fighting. Yeah. Now, but okay, the, so, the thing is, that, that argument is not true about space. And that's why I think space actually kind of does make the most sense to, to and, and the Air Force as well, because space is everywhere and uh, that is not defended by two oceans. Right. So I'm just reading something here from military.com. Scott Harrison is a director over at Space Force. uh, And this is a quote from him. He says, most of it, almost all of it is going to be a transfer of funding from one account to another. To do Mm -hmm. this, Harrison predicted when they go through, this is another quote, when they go through and identify all the space operators, the idea is then you will just move over all these people and the budgets will come with them. So, uh, that was a quote from one of their directors. So he's suggesting there, he's suggesting that it's not a big expansion; it's just a transfer, which is my understanding too. I did I don't I'm not aware if they're expanding it or not, but I think mostly it's a transfer. The answer I think is that the Air Force has always been resistant because it stands to lose the most personnel and budget dollars from this. Okay, yeah, so that's another yeah. quote suggesting that it's a transfer. Um, well, the Air Force is losing all the space stuff, basically. So yeah, why wouldn't? Yeah. Why would they want to do that? I mean, it's like a departmental reorganization of the company or something. This is the last, he also said, this director said, it, it seems to be becoming Trump's Space Force. <laughs> the quote, he put, he put Trump's Space Force. Right, right. Oh, I mean, he's getting recognition for it, certainly, for good yeah. and uh, It'll be interesting to see what, where they take all this, regardless of if they expand the budget or not. It's definitely a clear sign that they're trying to, you know, uh, that that space is important to them. So I yeah, think that's yeah. if not, it's just it's a good it, it, it can only be a good thing, I guess. It's just uh, I hope they don't go spending tons of money on it because I can I kind of got depressed when I heard that Trump spent two and a half trillion dollars in ex- military expansions. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah, you know? no, like, it's true. I mean, the military is super, that's super too much. well funded, and we should be. Yeah. Of course, we should be spending money doing that stuff. But that's I'm, yeah. not, I'm, I'm, I'm not the president, so you know who cares what I think. I believe but that I'm the U.S. Like, military spends more than the next ten countries put together. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, well, this has been an interesting chat. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that. I'm at Julian was here. Andrew is at Mars Raider. We do these every Monday and. Uh, Yeah, hope to have you back next week. Thanks for listening.